Hello and welcome to The Coworking Club, a podcast for female business owners who want to work for themselves, not by themselves. I'm your host Jessica Berry and each week I'll be chatting to a new guest all about the realities of running your own business, sharing tips and tricks for dealing with the loneliness and isolation that comes with working from home, as well as discussing the benefits of building community through co-working. So what are you waiting for? Come and join the club. Hello and welcome back to the co-working club. I'm so excited to have you here and I cannot wait to share today's episode because I just know you're going to love it. So in this episode, I'm chatting to Bethan, who is a nail artist here in Nottingham, and she is the founder of the Business Daughter. She creates the most beautiful and intricate designs that I'm lucky enough to have had painted on my own nails. And in the year that she has been running the business, she's seen some pretty incredible growth. So in this episode, we chat all about defining success as a business owner how to tackle imposter syndrome and self-doubt when that shows up for you, as well as reflecting on why shiny achievements like reaching the elusive 10k on Instagram aren't really all that. So yeah, I really hope that you enjoy this episode. It's quite a long one because we had a real good chat, but hopefully it will brighten up your day whenever you're listening to this. So without further ado, here is the episode. Hi Bethan, thanks so much for joining me today. That's okay. So do you want to just start by telling us a little bit about yourself, your career history and the background behind your business? Yes, so I'm Bethan, I run Daughter and I'm a nail artist. My name isn't Daughter, everyone <laughs> thinks it is. Um, so my career history isn't very long because this is really my first full-time job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'll work backwards because so when I qualified as a nail like a manicurist Mm -hmm. I was 16 and I did it to help my mum out with her business and then that was when I was doing my GCSEs so then I did my A-levels and then I went to university to do French and Spanish which also throws people off (laughs) every time (laughs) everyone's always like I thought you did art and I'm like no I wanted (laughs) to though but um then when I finished uni I wanted to come home and just sort of take a break from studying anything too serious and just like decide what I wanted to do. So I worked in a couple of independent cafes for almost like a year to the day of like my last exam at uni. And that's when me and my mum started working together in the space that I'm currently Mm -hmm. in. And I was sort of her manicurist, but sort of self-employed under her brand. Yeah. And then in October of that year, which was 2018, was it 20 oh gosh yeah it was 2018 yeah. um <laughs> I was stalking I your Instagram to try and get like the timeline right in my head and yeah, yeah I thought no, the I'm same. confused by it myself <laughs> yes yeah, so then 20, October 2018 I launched as my own thing within the space like my own business yeah. within the same space and then my mum moved away this time last year and so now I've been going on my own for a year yeah and that's the brief <laughs> yeah you've crammed a lot into a short yeah. space of time <laughs> that's why I'm so confused by it 
2018 feels like five years ago. <laughs> so did you always know that you wanted to run your own business or was it something that just happened very kind of organically? Um, I would say a bit of both because I always wanted to run my own business, but I didn't know what it would be or how I would do it, how I would begin mm-hmm. and just build. I didn't know anything about it, but then it kind of just everything came together at once that I wanted to leave my job in the cafe and do something different my mum had found this space and she thought it would just be like an extra service to have someone do nails and it was so, it was meant to be a sort of halfway point mm-hmm. while I continued to work out what I wanted to do but then it turned out that that was what I ended up doing yeah um and so I've had to just roll with it mm-hmm. and just literally play it by ear <laughs> every day <laughs> That's what being a business owner is though, isn't it? It's just kind of learning as you go on the job. And yeah, it's really interesting to see because I met you when you were... Yeah, when we just started. Literally just opened. Yeah, And then to see where you've come to now. I remember when you messaged me and I was like, Bumble BFF wants to work (laughs) with me. I was like telling everybody. (laughs) Oh, and then look at you now. I know, it's crazy. (laughs) So do you want to talk us through what a typical day in your life looks like, if there is one? Yeah, my day is very, like, it's not necessarily typical in terms of what everybody does, but every day is pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wake up, I try and do yoga every morning, even if it's like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. because I get a really bad back okay. from bending over mm. the table, doing the nails <laughs> and everything. So do some yoga and then I get to work. I, I try to get to work for nine. Yeah. It's normally half nine. Because <laughs> um, then I start appointments at 10, but I prefer to do my messages for an hour in the morning mm-hmm. to sort out incoming appointments and things. And then I do 10 till six or 10 till eight, depending on the day. And then I go home and eat and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Nice. So it's just client bookings like back to back or? Yeah. Uh, Well, it has been, but I'm transitioning Mm -hmm. how I have my, like how I run the business and how my schedule is planned out. Okay. So that's how it has been. Yeah. But now I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I don't want to answer another question. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll leave it there. Yeah. (laughs) So as you're, surrounded by clients pretty much on a daily basis I would assume that you don't really struggle with the loneliness side that can come with being a business owner but has it ever been difficult adapting to running a business as a one girl band so like not having anyone to bounce ideas off or run things by yeah there's different aspects in terms of like bouncing ideas off people because when I'm working doing the nail art I feel like it's such a collaboration between me and the client that Mm -hmm we like I will sort of suggest things to them they'll suggest things to me and it's really fun to do that and I I really appreciate it when I come to do my own nails because I've got no one to ask their opinion because <laughs> I'll like do things and then say to the client like what do you think and mm-hmm. it's really nice to have that but then when it comes to like when I've, I've been changing my schedule I sort of think oh, I've got no one to ask about this and like, yeah I don't know if there's like a way I should be doing it and even though I've not necessarily had a sort of formal office job of that sort of thing I don't really know like it's like I still follow a structure that I think I should be doing even Mm -hmm. though I've not done the structure it's like it's so ingrained in society yeah I just sort of try and 
follow that and then recently I've been like hang on I don't have to do that and then I'm like whoa and it was actually um it was Faye who does wild calligraphy Mm -hmm. said some I was telling her about like this big dilemma I was having about (laughs) my time and how I like have my the way I do my appointments and my messages and she was like well you work for yourself so you can just do what you want and I was like oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's so true though because I still now like two years on I'll panic that I need to be at my desk by nine and if I'm not I'm thinking oh well I need to be contact contactable yeah but then I'll get to my desk and I won't have a packed inbox with people yeah, demanding my attention yeah, so exactly. I, it's kind of it is a fear that's probably putting you from for me years working in an office where yeah it was a strict schedule and for everyone else it's education as well being somewhere for yeah, nine exactly. nine a.m and if you're not working by nine or doing something productive then you might kind of be seen to be lazy yeah exactly (laughs) not embracing the day or yeah no it's so true and I've just been like oh no I have to do this many hours and I have Mm -hmm. to do it in this way and then Faye was just like well you can do what you want can't you and I was just like it was literally like how would I never realize this yeah in like a whole year of doing it as well yeah well I guess you've just been kind of head down doing the work (laughs) as well haven't you and you've been so busy that you've just done things a certain way yeah and then it's only now that you may be having a bit more time to think about it and reassess yeah, that definitely. you're considering other avenues. So you've spoken quite openly about self-doubt and imposter syndrome on social media. Does this still show up for you and how do you try to overcome it? I was talking to my client about this today because I was like, <laughs> I'm going on a podcast and I have to talk about imposter syndrome and I don't know what to do because I feel like I'm such an advocate for being nice to yourself, encouraging yourself, believing in yourself. And then when it comes to to me, I'm like, oh, that's not good enough and you've not done this. And I'll just like bully myself so much. And then when when you asked me that, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm such an imposter. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm telling everyone to do one thing, but then I'm not doing it. And then mm-hmm. I think it probably like for everybody, it just comes in waves. And yeah. I'm very much aware of it now which I think is progress mm-hmm. to not being aware of it and thinking like it's okay to speak to yourself badly and like not believe in yourself but I feel like in summer I was like riding such a wave of like everything's so great but then I don't know if it's like to do with winter but I've just been on like a real downer from yeah then. and I feel like it will pick up again when the weather gets Yeah, better. I think everyone's <laughs> feeling that, to be honest. Yeah. Like when I was on, because i just been to Barcelona, and just even just seeing a blue sky every mm. morning just made me so happy. And then came back to all that wind and rain <laughs> and grey skies. And it's just had such an effect on me. I'm getting up in the dark as well. Yeah, that's, that's not really good for anyone's mood. Yeah. yeah. So in October, you celebrated your first business birthday. How was it looking back on the previous 12 months and seeing how much daughter had grown in this time? I feel like I almost don't register what's happened in that time mm-hmm. because I'm I'm always looking forward. And when it came to my first business birthday, I think I actually missed it for like a week. <laughs> and then I was like, hang on a minute. And then I was like, oh, I'll just like post like, oh, business birthday. But I was like, that was actually like, I completely missed it. And then... It made me think I need to sort of stop always looking forward to the next thing and look yeah. back a bit and like look around me now and think like what have I achieved and really soak it in because I think that comes with imposter syndrome where you sort of 
you achieve something but then you think it's either not good enough or it's not that great or it's not as good as people think it is like yeah. to you in your head and then you're like and you do the next thing and the next thing mm-hmm. and then you end up just discarding all the things that you've actually done yeah and I'm so bad for that and then when I like, hitting that milestone made me realize I I'm just pushing forward all the time and not just appreciating mm-hmm. so that's what I tried to do for the end of last year yeah just sort of look at where I was in comparison to where I had been at the beginning and then sort of be like, look at what I've done. I'm so amazing. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> but good. like tell yourself those things. Yeah. But then I think the Christmas rush completely just like I was thrown off with that. It was so crazy. And actually even just looking at, so my boyfriend does my, um, he makes me graphs for my finances. <laughs> and um <laughs> Like looking at that's a really good thing to look at to like appreciate how far you've come because it just shows we've got because we've got like all that data now that Mm -hmm. compared to Christmas last year, which I thought was crazy, this one was like another level. So that's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, even just because I went through a little Instagram stalk back back through your profile and seeing like when you first set it up and how you were kind of having one or two clients a week and you were really happy about that and which obviously at the time it's amazing you're a new business and people are finding you you and wanting you to do the nails which is amazing but then now where you kind of booked up yeah I'm sort of thinking like why are you asking me if I have an appointment tomorrow of course I do and I have to scratch myself (laughs) and think I used to be like oh my god yes like I've got five tomorrow please someone book it yeah but for that progress to have happened in 12 months it's just amazing yeah, it's definitely about sort of recognizing, just recognize. I feel like that's my word with the moment. Recognize how far you've come. Mm-hmm. With the um, what you're saying about like when you went back through my Instagram, it just made mm-hmm. me think about how I used to post like a nail picture and then a, like a different picture that would be somehow related to the brand because I didn't have enough pictures to post frequently enough oh. to because I like wasn't busy enough, but I wanted people to like keep seeing my business so that's why like it's like a proper like grid system of Mm -hmm. like nails like leaves nails (laughs) artwork because it's like and I had to recycle so many pictures because I didn't have enough clients to make myself I wanted to like appear busy yeah so that made me when you said that I was like gosh I remember when I used to have to do that and now I'm like got far I've got like 5,000 pictures on my camera <laughs> like I can't even choose which ones to post and there's too many of them yeah you've gone from like opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. there <laughs> I know yeah I forgot I used to do <laughs> so do you think that there was a defining moment where the business started to really gain traction yes so in April it was east yeah Easter was in April last year and week that Easter was in I think it was literally maybe in the middle of April or the third week of April and I remember I would two weeks before Easter I still was having days where I had no clients Mm -hmm. and I was like oh gosh this was like the imposter syndrome was really bad because I was like people think I'm doing really well and I still have full days with no clients Mm -hmm. and then something happened around Easter I think because it was Good Friday and then the bank holiday and I think I worked Friday only Friday and Saturday of that Easter but I remembered the demand was so big because it was like bank holiday Easter it was like the beginning of sort of wedding season and the weather was getting nicer and it was just like one week to the next I went from quite a few appointments to just being like full 
and then it just stayed that way Mm -hmm. and it was really strange because it was sort of it was building and building but then to literally go from one week over into the next one to just be that full was just crazy and I feel like I'm not like caught up on it since really (laughs) yeah I just keep being like I think I thought that would die down and it didn't I kept being like yeah just keep going keep going and then I started to like get tired after that (laughs) couldn't maintain the energy because I was like this is amazing and after a while I was like it's still going (laughs) yeah that's amazing though but yeah I think everyone has those moments in business as well where they're maybe it's a new business or a new idea that they're trying to pursue and they don't have a booked out client roster or they have free time and they're essentially doing work for free maybe sometimes and wondering whether it's actually going to pay off and whether it's going to be become something become what they want it to be and it's really hard to persist through those times sometimes because your confidence sometimes can feel really low yeah definitely so how was it trying to get through those kind of quieter periods I feel like I tried to I think I just followed like it was Lola Hode's podcast the one girl band podcast yeah that was just like the bible of business for me back then and she made a point that was like when you're quiet like fill your time with things that you won't be able to do when you are busy and always sort of fill those hours of work don't just do nothing because then you'll be in the flow of working and you'll be like sort of like attracting more work to you because you're working so I would try to do that but there would definitely be times when I'd sort of sit up in my little room and be like there's nobody here Mm -hmm. and I'd get really worried about it because financially there's still things to pay for and but then there's not clients coming in but everyone's going you're doing so well and I'd just be there like "Mm -hmm. I've got no money I've got no clients but it wasn't like that bad but at the time you're sort of thinking if this continues yeah I I think we all have those worries where we know it can't last well it can't go on like this forever hopefully things will pick up soon but I think that's a really relevant it feels like it takes forever yeah it does it does (laughs) because looking back everyone's like and it it's true like it has happened quickly but I remember sort of that beginning it was like May to April so that is quite a long time from like when I very first began to when yeah it really took off that was just it felt like the longest time of my life (laughs) because also then you're not busy so the time is yeah just like you're you've watching got, it tick by. you've got more time to sit in your own kind of panic yeah, really exactly. if, if that's where your head's at but I think yeah. that's a really kind of interesting and vital point for people to take on at this time of the year as well because January yeah. is notoriously quite a quiet month for some people exactly. quite a slow month for freelancers and so yeah I think every year even if you've been doing what you've been doing for years you can forget and go into that blind panic when the inbox is slow and but yeah I think it's just making the most of that time so yeah and to be honest now that I've been as busy as I have been I'm like I miss those exactly exactly and I bet you'd be like kicking yourself if you hadn't used that time productively so yeah because I used to love like building the brand and Mm -hmm. like considering the Instagram and like when i was sort of just making my flyers I spent so much time on it and like I used to love thinking about the overall design and look of the brand and then now I'm like gosh that's so neglected I never do that yeah because other things are taken kind yeah, of the front seat and exactly. paid work whereas yeah yeah so I think taking that time if you're at the start of a business or you experiencing quieter periods to yeah. really invest in in your business and yeah do those like a strong foundation yeah exactly like, even if it's not 
bringing income immediately it's like the I find that the aesthetic of a brand can draw the clients yeah. in especially you in your spend field the time doing that yeah yeah exactly. it's like the building blocks isn't it so yeah. you're putting them there for hopefully when further down the line like what's happened with you you've got yeah. busy and those building blocks have exactly. been there so I'd love to chat a little bit about success and what that looks like for you so I'm sure a lot of people will kind of look at some of your shiny achievements over the past 12 months so things like growing really rapidly on Instagram kind of consider that as a success but I wonder what that growth has felt like to you yeah to put it into perspective as well do you want to share kind of the numbers in case people aren't following you yet but they will do after this episode (laughs) um so when I what I did actually which I recommend to a lot of people if they feel like they wanted to do it is with my Instagram I didn't start a new one I just turned my personal one into a business one because I already had I think I had like 480 followers or something Mm -hmm. and those are people who can then see what you've started doing and then you can connect it to your Facebook where you've got a lot of Facebook friends from like over the years and then it just it helped really spread the message Mm -hmm. actually just using the network you already have um and then I feel really sad that I don't know all these numbers now but it was (laughs) January last year that I hit 1000 and to be honest that was the hardest milestone to get over that was so hard and actually it was only October like now saying it was October to January but I was posting so much I like I think there was one week where I like I had quite a few empty days and I just like planned so much content and then I was just like posting twice a day every day Mm -hmm. for like four months or something (laughs) so that's like a lot of work that I now don't have time for yeah um but then I don't know the exact numbers like the dates and the numbers no no it's fine (laughs) but now I have very nearly 9,900 almost I'm like almost there (laughs) which is amazing yeah well my goal was to hit 10k like within last year so by the end of last year mm-hmm. um but as it started to get closer I was like I don't know if I'm ready for that actually <laughs> <laughs> so I like really pulled back on like just personally of like thinking that's what I wanted to do and I felt like when I began I was like the numbers make your business look so good but then as the f- number of followers has grown I've realized that's not necessarily what's important. It's mm-hmm. the number of clients yeah. that I have like daily, weekly, monthly, which a certain amount of followers can help to like that can help to encourage people to book in. Yeah. But it gets to a point where it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Cause for you, you're never going to have 10,000 clients. Yeah, exactly. so, <laughs> although people might be using it as inspiration. They yeah. might be taking oh, your designs. Because people like save all the designs. Yeah. Like, That's so nice. Yeah. So people might them. be taking your designs to other yeah, male they artists do. and they using do, them. And then they tag me and I'm always like, and that was probably you at the start as well wasn't it so yeah nice to go full circle yeah I think something else that helped with Instagram growth as well which I was very lucky with was influencers Mm -hmm. coming across me and then either posting about me or booking in with me and that was like rapid but I feel like it wasn't all me that just built that up steadily it was like a thousand would just drop overnight and like 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 followers would come to me overnight and stuff yeah but you've done that initial work to get the influencer interested haven't you so over like the past year you've 
worked yeah. with Megan Ellaby, Charlotte Jacqueline, yeah. to mention just a Sophia few. Sophia and Chintzia brought in a lot as well, actually. Oh, yeah, because they're Nottingham-based. Yeah, so yeah. Really and it's really, like, helped to widen my national following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, because then I get messages like, come to London, come to Manchester. Yeah. And I've been invited to loads of places as well, and then I'm just like, I'm sort of like, I just, I don't know what to do with all of this. Yeah, <laughs> it's a balancing act, really, isn't it? Yeah. Because obviously you're a localised business, predominantly working in East Midlands and yeah. Nottingham but you've done pop-ups in Manchester so it's yeah. great to have an audience there that are kind of ready to book in when you announce yeah. those sorts of things. That was overwhelming when I did the Manchester pop-up because realistically in a day I can do like four or five because of the place I was working at closed at five or six mm-hmm. so I had to work within that and I got like 90 messages oh my goodness <laughs> and I was like I really can't do all of these people that's like a month's worth basically yeah. oh my gosh yeah. so you're gonna have to plan in some future pop-ups aren't yeah. you yeah <laughs> that's crazy but to go back to we were talking yeah. about success was that we were we were <laughs> rattling up my Instagram numbers. um well, what you were just saying about like balance, that's like the main thing. Mm-hmm. To me, at like at this point in time, balance would be more my idea of success. But then this time last year, it would have been like, it probably would have been a certain amount of income to feel secure and like to have those bookings in place to know that that income was coming in. But now that I'm there, I'm almost like, gosh I'm so tired and all I do is work and then I think you reach the what you thought was success and even though it is amazing you realize like there's so much more to Mm -hmm. success than that one thing yeah I just didn't realize how more clients would mean more messages and therefore but also less time to do those messages yeah so So for anyone who doesn't know you manage all of your appointments via Instagram messages as opposed to having a booking system so that's one of the things that you have to factor into your workload and it isn't it's not like it's a ridiculous amount of messages it's more that the time in the day that I have for messages is very short Mm -hmm. that's where the problem comes in because then it's that I've got to do the appointments as well so now I want to just sort of balance my time yeah better and I had another answer for this one because I've been really thinking about it because it just changes all the time like well, you yeah. one thing then the next thing happens and, and it's always seems to be a case of like the grass is greener isn't it yeah exactly as you were mentioning this time last year you would have wanted yeah financial security now it's you kind of miss having some free time <laughs> yeah, to yourself it's free time. <laughs> and it's finding the point where I have free time and financial yeah security definitely mm-hmm. But part of that, actually, part of me now in the new year finding balance is I've stopped working Saturdays because everybody around me, in my friendship groups and like the circles that I'm in, the people I want to spend time with all work Monday to Friday. Yeah. And that means that I am not, I mean, I want to say I'm not very good at socialising, but I just prioritise work so much Mm -hmm. and then working Saturdays. It just doesn't leave a lot of freedom yeah spend my time with people and um especially because most of my friends are not self-employed that Friday is such like a big night to do things and then I would always be like oh I've got to work on Saturday Mm -hmm. so I'd say no or I'd have to leave the pub early or something so my hope is that working Monday to Friday is gonna then free me up to just take that time off yeah at the weekend 
Um, but then we were just saying earlier how now that I have a Friday evening where I'm not working on the Saturday, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I just want to go home and go to bed. I think that's natural. Yeah, the first week back after exactly. being on holiday. Exactly, you're not so, used to it. Yeah, I'll get the Friday feeling eventually. Yeah, I imagine that was quite a big decision though because it could be maybe somewhat expected of you to work on a Saturday yeah. when you're within the industry that you're in. Yeah. Because a lot of people might not be able to make it in the week. Or... Yeah, and I felt quite bad for that because I know that Saturdays are such a good day for other people. Mm-hmm. But I do work two evenings a week, yeah. which I feel like is generous yeah definitely people that's what I what my original plan was basically to stop working weekends in October and add an extra evening in so I used to only Thursday evenings and then I added in Wednesday evenings with a view to not work Saturdays Mm -hmm. but I actually just ended up working two evenings and Saturdays because I was like too scared to do it or too scared to say no to people that wanted Saturdays and then December came around I want to have two weeks off at the start of January, but I don't get paid if I'm not at work. So then Mm -hmm. I need to work some extra days to cover some time off. And then I was just like working so much. Yeah. But also it's amazing that I could work that much, which is where I have to be like, wait, no, this is really amazing that that many people wanted to book in. And also to now be at a point where I'm full enough in the week that I like sacrificing a Saturday doesn't affect me yeah well that just shows how much your clients kind of value you as well that if you kind of set those boundaries and say that you don't work weekends anymore they'll find another time if they're that committed to you and getting your nails done by you then they will find the time so yeah that's a really good boundary to put in place yeah I do imagine yeah I can imagine but I'm really excited for yeah to have your weekends back (laughs) because you did say that you used to have Mondays off but you would just end up doing admin stuff and that's not a fun way to spend a Monday when you've been working the weekend (laughs) exactly so yeah I just need to now this is where I find the balance now is to relax at the weekends not Mm -hmm. work at the weekends yeah definitely so what are some of the biggest challenges that you've come up against since setting up daughter this was another one I've had a good thing (laughs) I mean, I guess that was a big challenge in terms of alternating your days. and Yeah, um, it's like a worry that people will like be angry with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, not angry, because everyone's really nice. Like my followers and um, my clients are all lovely, but it's more like I don't want to let people down. Yeah, it's just that they c- might have come to expect that, I suppose. Yeah. But then you're only going to know through trial and yeah. ever over the past year what you want to be doing and yeah and what works for me exactly which is like the key thing that the business I think this is what I was going to say about mm-hmm. the yeah. success thing yeah. was that making the business work for me yes because that's why I'm self-employed but then the first year I found has just had to be me working for the business to build it and now this year it's about making it work for me yeah but that doesn't come without challenges because like you said there's like an expectation that my industry is like a Saturday industry Mm -hmm. so that's that's been like it's one of those challenges that's like it's not really actually an issue but it's more the worry of making a decision and worrying what people will think I guess that's another one where you would ideally like to run it by people and and not just people like family who'd be probably looking out for your welfare and thinking you need to take some time off someone who could look at it quite strategically exactly 
What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) Any challenges? Oh, yeah, challenges. I think comparison Mm -hmm. is always a challenge just in anything because there's not many industries where there's nobody else doing what you do. And especially through the lens of Instagram. I have a difficult relationship with Instagram because I think it's amazing in so many ways, but then it can also really affect your mood and then you use it you sort of take things at face value and think like that person's doing so well and they're so busy and they've got so many followers and you sort of look at yourself and you're like, I'm not doing as well as them, but Mm -hmm. really you're probably doing about the same. Yeah. (laughs) And then even if, even if there are differences, they probably have the same worries that you do as well. Mm -hmm. So that's like a big, that's been a big challenge. And then also when, so my dad became very ill in September and running the business around somebody being unwell in the family was Mm -hmm. probably the biggest challenge of the whole thing. Because in many ways, it was great to be self-employed at that time because I didn't have to ask for time off. I didn't have to use holiday because I didn't have to ask to take holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was really, really useful. But I could feasibly only take like a week off before financially I needed to go back to work and that was like really difficult to sort of be present and sort of face to face with clients and on Instagram to keep the bookings coming in whilst being like my mind being elsewhere Mm -hmm. that was a real challenge that was probably the biggest challenge yeah but also something where I was just thought I'm so grateful I'm self-employed right now yeah that was there's definite positives and negatives from both sides because I had a very similar experience but that I was employed at the time when my grandma was really ill um and I had to constantly keep justifying why I wasn't at work and ring every single day and tell them that I wasn't going to be there and guilt of sort of yeah and the anxiety that comes and I always used to even hate when I even just worked in a cafe just asking to have a certain day off mm-hmm. like the next week or something yeah the film it was so much anxiety and like can I have my time please? yeah like, like please if yeah. it's not too much trouble yeah. could I possibly I used to hate it and then you sort of people sort of start thinking I don't know just I I always think people would sort of start gossiping or something mm-hmm. whereas with me I was like I can just tell my clients they were all amazing about yeah. it I could just move them all a bit later on in the month and it was it was like really they were all so great at that time and I was just like this is so good I'm self-employed right yeah now. but then also it got to a point where I was like I can't afford to keep doing this yeah <laughs> but then hopefully in time to come you might yeah. get to a point where you could potentially start taking more time off yeah or... definitely so I know you've spoken before and we've touched on it in this conversation as well but how you find it quite hard to take time off from the business yeah. <laughs> um so when you're not working what do you like to do this was a difficult one because I realized I don't do very much that's else. when you really start to think <laughs> yeah. that's when you wonder what do I spend yeah, my time doing like, what do I do <laughs> but I am aware that I don't do much else outside the business (laughs) and that I would like to do more, which again goes with the balance and changing my schedule. But I've been like searching for hobbies for a while and I've started knitting. Oh no! And like I'm really into my knitting. Yeah, I know quite a few people who are into it at the moment. Yeah, because it's like... I'm a I'm such a fidgeter and that's why I love my job because I use my hands and mm-hmm. so people are always like oh, are you really and it's like well I'm using my hands so you can't tell this is actually me just fidgeting really <laughs> so it means that I it's like a mindful thing it's a slow thing mm-hmm. it, you make a, like a piece of 
you know, like a, like I'm making a scarf at the moment and it's taking me like ages and ages, mm-hmm. but it's really nice because it's so different to when I'm painting nails. It's sort of five pieces of art a day. Yeah. Whereas like knitting is just like, it's so slow and therapeutic mm-hmm. and the wool feels so nice. <laughs> um, and it means you can't have your phone in your hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I do it watching TV, mm-hmm. but I have, it has to be something I'm not fully paying attention to because I have to look at my hands. Yeah. I'm not um, but I've really been enjoying that. And I also like just like walking around because I sit down all day. Yeah. <laughs> So I like just going for a walk, like literally just like around like where I live, just walking around. It's really <laughs> nice. I like listen to a podcast yeah. or an audio book. Nice. Um, but apart from that, I really don't do very much. I else. feel like whenever, when you have time <laughs> off, you do mostly go away. So like city breaks yeah, or even just in the true. UK, yeah. like you go to other cities quite often. Yeah, yeah. And with taking the weekends off now, I want to sort of socialise more, see yeah. my friends more. And yeah, this year I want to go on holiday more as well, because mm-hmm. I think I did go away a few times last year, but a lot of it was just visiting family. Right? And I never mm-hmm. see that as a full holiday, even no. though they live in a nice place. I'm always like, it's not like a full holiday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my plan is to go on holiday more knit some I've got a blanket to knit that's my next project Ooh, so knit a blanket. and me and my friend have started doing yoga and knitting on a Tuesday night so that's so cute <laughs> I love that she does knitting as well so we were like we'll do yoga and knit and then we're socializing it's perfect <laughs> that sounds like a great club yeah well she only lives around the corner so oh, we can all nice <laughs> So it's January, so we're talking about goals a lot. And do you have any goals for daughter in 2020? I guess it could be business or personal. Yeah, Um, I find setting goals really difficult because from my experience of my business, I've set goals in the past and then within a month, the sort of trajectory of the business has changed or my mm-hmm. like feelings towards that goal have changed and I want to do something else. And I just feel like, every time I set a goal something changes and then I feel like I've not achieved the goal but actually I've shifted what I'm doing yeah. the goal isn't relevant anymore mm-hmm. so for a while I've been planning just every three months just like look at the next three months and then think and now what and then just yeah. keep going like that but this year I've been I've been sort of thinking as I got to where I wanted to be with in terms of like my business being busy and having the clients and being booked in advance like I've sort of achieved those goals from last year but I didn't really think about what would happen after that so I'm at a bit yeah. of a loose end now of like <laughs> now what happens um because that's all I had my mind on was like doing that and then now I'm like I don't know what to do now but um <laughs> Sapphire Bates who does the coven yeah. I think she always she does a thing every year that's like choose a word for the year yeah or maybe it's someone else's idea but she like advocates for mm-hmm. like choose a word for the year so I've been thinking and thinking Ooh. about it and I have a word have you which is begin so I have not one specific end goal in mind because I almost feel like I'm still growing as a business and a brand and I just yeah. don't know what that's going to form into but I have lots of small ideas mm-hmm. that I'd like to sort of weave together somehow and because they're not I don't want to like give too much away because they're so undefined <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but because they're not fully relevant to nail art, I want to I want to just like 
start yeah it's like giving yourself permission to try other things that aren't what you're doing currently I suppose and and like justifying the time yeah and sometimes I think like I can't sort of bring those things I don't know it's like in my head because I can't bring them together with what I'm doing now I sort of think well I just shouldn't do them maybe I should wait and I do that so often and I always have done my whole life of sort of being like I've got an idea but I don't know how to do it or maybe now's not the time and this year I'm like I just need to begin yeah doing things and I think how I see it going is some things will continue and like flourish on their own and some things might sort of like fizzle out but I have to just begin doing yeah and accept that it's okay for things to fail and failure doesn't have to be such a negative thing it can just be that didn't work out okay well what else could I try or what did I learn from that experience and And I just think you don't know unless you just try something and also beginning is what will lead you to like an overall thing in the Mm -hmm. end if that makes sense yeah definitely because I think often I say this to almost every client in society we think we need to be where we see the end goal being we think until we're there that we're just failing until Mm -hmm. we're there but actually you have to like take the steps to get there yeah and so that's my plan yeah that's a good <laughs> just one to begin and in my personal life I'm gonna learn to drive oh. if I need to say it on the podcast means so it has I to happen <laughs> because I've been putting it off since I turned 17 so I need to learn to drive so I'm applying it in all aspects of my life yeah like, just begin, begin. Yeah. drive that car <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn to turn one on and then I will drive one so the question that I'm asking everyone if location was no obstacle which three fellow business owners would you like to be in your co-working club um can I have like two options yeah <laughs> so basically six, six. <laughs> <laughs> well I was thinking about this because basically I have two Instagram nail friends yeah we've met up together a few times and we're always like imagine if we were all in the same city we'd have the best salon ever (laughs) um so that's Ned who does nails by your gal and Shanique who does hard as nails Mm -hmm. and Ned is in Manchester Shanique's in Birmingham and we're always we're all very similar I think we've we've all come from similar backgrounds like academically and then we've all started like nail art businesses Mm -hmm. out of university and I think we all have like such big ideas for our businesses that when we're whenever we're all together it just is such a nice like I bet that's really nice yeah especially (laughs) to have other people in your kind of industry directly who are doing the same thing but in other cities because then I guess you can compare notes and exactly see how other people do it yeah so yeah, I feel like those two. Yeah. In a nail sense. Yeah. Um, but then in terms of like general, I guess like freelance inspirational people, mm-hmm. um, my friend Katie Gillies, yeah. who does the terrazzo thing, I mean, she's in Nottingham anyway, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Location isn't much of an obstacle because she's literally down the road from me. But, <laughs> so um, you could, but yeah. I mean, you're pretty busy with your clients. Yeah. So. Well, she was actually a client. She was one of the first people to pick up one of my flyers that I put out when I first launched and um and now she's become like a really good friend yeah and the way that she has grown her business and the steps that she's taken 
over the last year I'm always like it's so inspiring and whenever she comes to have her nails done we just like chat so much about business Mm -hmm. I I just feel so inspired yeah and that's the kind of people I think would be really good to work yeah definitely it's having that kind of energized feeling when you've left someone and you can't wait to get started on something like you can't beat that feeling yeah so definitely Katie and then this one's like completely different (laughs) there's an Instagram called Alyssa in the city and I'm like obsessed with her and I had I actually had to unfollow her on Instagram because I got really like comparison-y like because she's like a year older than me and then I started being like oh my god she does all these things and then um I kept being like and I didn't do any of these things so (laughs) I actually unfollowed her but I have a much better relationship with her now if you can call it that (laughs) where I just like really admire what she does yeah um and I just love to like spend time around her and what does she do well she's she's like a fashion influencer but also um like I think she does like she's like writes for different publications Mm -hmm. um like online publications and print publications she does um like curating for um sort of shops that stock like several brands and she Mm -hmm. she just does like all these different things she goes to all the fashion weeks and I'm but she also clearly works very hard and I just think her work ethic is so good and I just want to like be around that Mm -hmm. and absorb it and just be like you just like watch someone else work yeah and And get an insight into how they do it yeah manage their time Mm -hmm. and things so I'm like fascinated by her (laughs) I'd really like to work with her and then I think Everyone else is, that I could think of was like Nottingham based. <laughs> We're all here anyway. Like I was thinking, like I've learned so much from you, and um, just like everyone that goes to these meetups, mm-hmm. like the different meetups that are yeah. around, like the Fearless Hustle ones that Anna does. Mm-hmm. I just I leave them feeling so inspired. Yeah. Um, when I first moved back to Nottingham, I made a bit of a fuss about it because I was like, "It's boring here," <laughs> and now I'm like, "Everyone's so nice. I love it." <laughs> yeah, I love it. I yeah. love how it's just like the right sides of city I feel like yeah and I think the independent and freelance community is so welcoming yeah and open and I think like when when I've like listened to you asking this question to everyone else <laughs> I've been like there are people like I was in like Alyssa in the city but there's so many people here that I already learn from mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like what more do I need <laughs> yeah exactly because I'm really conscious that I don't want to make this like a Nottingham centric podcast and I do want to interview lots of other people as well but yeah there's just so many people from Nottingham that I'd love to speak to so exactly so to end you just want to let people know where they can find you online so I'm just on Instagram at underscore daughter underscore and daughter is spelled d-o-r-t-a yes yeah and do you want to, I feel like I've not asked you yet, but do you want to give people the background behind the name just in case people oh, yeah. are wondering? I should have said that at the <laughs> beginning. So everyone thinks it's my name. I'll try and give like a, a shorter rundown version. So when I was trying to think of a name for my business, I didn't just want to call it Nails by Bethan. Not that there's anything wrong with accounts that are called Nails by or whatever, but I wanted to sort of stand out because there are quite a few like nail art accounts with nails mm-hmm. in and I also knew that I didn't want it to be only focused on the nails because a lot of people don't feel comfortable in a salon environment and I haven't always felt comfortable in a salon environment so I didn't want to put people off by being mm-hmm. like it's a nail salon even though it basically 
<laughs> so I thought I want it to be something else that's not straight away like nails. Um, and then I thought I want it to be one word, easy to pronounce, easy to read. Like it just looks how it's written. You just say it like how it's written. Yeah. I felt I said I was going to use the, the short version. <laughs> um, but then because I was working with my mum at the time, whose business is La Piel, which means skin in Spanish because she's an aromatherapist, um, I wanted it to have some sort of synergy with her business and the fact that we worked together in the same space. Um, and I was, I remember I was going, for, I went for a walk because it was driving me mad trying to think of a name. And I was like on a street around the corner from here. <laughs> and I um, I thought to myself, I want it to have something to do with like the mother-daughter thing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, daughter sounds nice, but the spelling is really fussy. Yeah. Um, and I think it looks a bit like old fashioned sometimes. So then I was like, like in my head, I was like, could it be simplified? And then I just like spelled it out like how it is mm-hmm. now. Um, and then I Googled it to make sure it wasn't anything else. Um, and it has Hispanic origins, meaning day water, which is like um, from like, like horticulture, basically like from the garden, mm-hmm. which my mum's stuff is like natural, botanical, yeah. essential oils. It's got Hispanic like influence because we Mm -hmm. came up with it when we were in Ibiza on holiday so it all just like worked together really nicely that must have definitely been like a light bulb moment like this is perfect yeah it was and then I think that was it I had loads of other names like that were just like circling around but then that was like the one where I was like Yes. yeah the one that stuck yeah yeah I love it and when you I remember you first posted it on Instagram I was like that is oh, perfect genius <laughs> yeah everyone goes like hi daughter <laughs> or they go are you daughter <laughs> and I was like, oh yes but no <laughs> that's great yeah. well thank you so much for joining me it's been lovely to chat Thanks and thank for you for me. giving up your Friday evening it's <laughs> fine I don't mind <laughs> I wouldn't be too much <laughs> thank you and if anyone is in Nottingham and wants to get some fancy nails definitely check Bethan out because she is the best (laughs) if you enjoy this podcast please do subscribe so you keep up to date with all of future episodes and if you could possibly leave a review it would really help us in this early stage of launching the podcast thank you so much for listening and I will see you back here next Monday